Hello, I'm Mercedes Stevenson, and this is the West Block, politics, perspectives, and players. There's been little news about peace talks in the Korean Peninsula in recent months. Hope for progress all but vanished following the historic Trump-Kim summit in 2018. So where does that leave the standoff that has defined the Korean Peninsula region for the last 70 years? Joining me now is Jinya Nishino, Professor of International Relations and Korean Policy at Tokyo's Keio University. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me today. We want to speak with you a lot about Korea and the relationship with Japan, but before mm -hmm. we get to that, I wanted to ask you about coronavirus mm -hmm. because uh, it has been of great concern to Japan mm -hmm. and certainly to many people here in Canada as well. What is the status right now with how Japan is dealing with the virus and how it's affecting broader Asian relations, especially with China and Korea? Mm -hmm. So we all of Japanese are quite uh, uh, the paying attention to the situation. And uh, I think the Japanese government is well controlling the situation. And uh, especially uh, the, so the, the coming summer, we have to uh, host the Olympic game in Tokyo. So the, then uh, not only the Japanese government, but also Japanese people uh, really want uh, this situation uh, is well uh, managed by summer, right? Mm. Yeah. And when you look around and, and you're deciding how to handle things, the Japanese government is looking forward, and you're an academic, mm -hmm. uh, so you study these things. North Korea was so top of mind for mm -hmm. so long, and then things like Iran and coronavirus come along and the news cycle changes, but you are still paying attention closely to North Korea. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what the latest status there in terms of Kim Jong-un and denuclearization, because there was a lot of talk about that happening. Mm -hmm. Has any progress been made? Mm -hmm. So the, we really hope that the Kim Jong-un uh, take a very real, real concrete measure toward denuclearization. But very unfortunately, we have yet to see any uh, concrete step uh, toward the denuclearization uh, from North Korean side. There, but instead, uh, Kim Jong-un conducted some uh, short-range missile test last year. Uh, it's a really grave concern for Japan's security. Now, uh, many Japanese think that, uh, I don't want to say that North Korea never abandoned nuclear capability, but uh, uh, many Japanese people uh, think that North, North Korea, Kim Jong-un, uh, will not abandon nuclear capability. But again, uh, so our diplomatic goal is to realize, achieve North Korea's denuclearization. In this context, uh, we still uh, make strong effort to uh, make North Korea take any step toward the denuclearization. When Kim Jong-un talked about that and, and made those promises, which it seems he's not following through on, at least at this time, why do you think he agreed? Was it a way to get concessions from the United States? Was it that he was sincere about it, but the U.S. hasn't followed up with sanctions relief? What do you think his motivation was when he made those declarations? Mm -hmm. So North Korea, uh, Chairman Kim, always uh, say that uh, uh, for North Korea, uh, regime survival or security guarantee is quite important. Uh, from my perspective, security guarantee uh, has three pillars for North Korea. One is a military aspect, uh, number two is a political aspect, and uh, finally, economic aspect. As a military aspect, uh, North Korea obviously wants downsizing U.S. military, military presence in South Korea uh, and, uh, sustain, and uh, uh, suspending U.S.-ROK uh, joint military exercise. And as a political aspect, actually North Korea's uh, ultimate goal is to 
uh, realize uh, normalization uh, of diplomatic relationship with the United States. But at this point, the third point, economic aspect is quite important for North Korea. So as you mentioned, uh, the, uh, Kim Jong-un really wants uh, economic sanction relief. But uh, he realized, Kim Jong-un realized that uh, uh, United States uh, will not relieve any sanction, economic sanction. Then North Korea are now slightly trying to change uh, its course in dealing with United States, President Trump. This is the current situation. And when it comes to President Trump, obviously a lot of the things that he said and done have been very controversial when it comes to Asia policy and especially when it comes to North Korea. How has that affected Japan, mm -hmm. having the Trump presidency and that direct relationship, for better or worse, with Kim Jong-un? Mm -hmm. So regarding the Trump's policy toward North Korea, actually the, uh, we really uh, appreciate President Trump's initiative uh, to negotiate with Kim Jong-un directly. And actually, the two years ago, in 2008, uh, we saw that the easing the tension on the Korean Peninsula. Uh, that's quite uh, desirable for Japan. But uh, uh, very unfortunately, uh, last year, uh, we, we couldn't see any uh, positive uh, step in uh, negotiation uh, between the United States and uh, uh, North Korea. And uh, this uh, stalled negotiation between the Trump and the Kim uh, now uh, have, have had a very negative impact to Japan security. So we want President Trump to uh, take more strong measure towards North Korea. In a way, uh, I think that uh, uh, carrot and the stick strategy are really, or tactics really needed at this point. But uh, from my perspective, frankly speaking, uh, past two years, uh, Trump, President Trump exercising only carrot approach to mm. North Korea. Not, not enough stick. And when you mentioned Japan's concerns right now, what, what is the biggest concern for Japan when it comes to North Korea? What's the biggest threat? Uh, at this point, the continuing uh, develop, continuing develop the, the missile and the nuclear capability is quite grave concern for Japan's security. Uh, especially the North Korea last year uh, restarted the developing uh, missile technology and Kim Jong-un in, uh, in his speech last year end uh, clearly mentioned now uh, they are here, he is prepared to show new strategic weapon not in the near future. So the, if uh, Chairman Kim really tried to show us this new strategic weapon, I think that Japan uh, will, will be a main target uh, for North Korea's new strategic weapon. Do we know what that new strategic weapon is, or is it a mystery still? Well, uh, I don't know what's, what stra new strategic weapon is, but uh, I don't think the North Korea uh, will conduct another nuclear test or another long-range ICBM test uh, because this means that uh, uh, North Korea may go over so-called red line, but uh, North Korea may conduct a short-range or medium-range missile test. But uh, uh, anyhow, uh, if North Korea conduct any range of uh, missile tests, this uh, gave a real, real serious uh, danger uh, and a military threat for Japan's security.
with the United States authorizing the drone strike uh, on General Soleimani, mm -hmm. do you think that kind of a foreign policy uh, decision has an impact on somebody like Kim Jong-un? Does he look at that and maybe worry a little bit about what the United States might do to him or to some of his generals if they go abroad? Mm -hmm. So the, actually, uh, I don't want to see any uh, similar situation on the Korean Peninsula that happened in uh, Iran or Iraq. But uh, now, the, the, at this point, the situation on the Korean Peninsula, especially regarding North Korean issue, Chairman Kim is quite, uh, relatively quiet. I think uh, he is closely watching uh, the Trump's uh, new policy towards North Korea and uh, uh, assassination of Soleimani, uh, Commander Soleimani, I think might give uh, some impact to Kim Jong-un's mindset in dealing with President Trump. Uh, Professor, I know that uh, the Canadian Navy has deployed more ships, or talked about doing that yeah. at least, into the Pacific. What position are you advising, if you had the chance, uh, to sit down with Prime Minister Trudeau for the Canadian government to take mm -hmm. when it comes to North Korea? So, uh, as far as I know, uh, the Canadian government is taking a, a relatively strong position towards North Korea's nuclear issue. Uh, I personally really appreciate uh, current Canada, Canada, Canada's position. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we need to take very tough position towards North Korea uh, because North Korea never uh, take any concrete step towards denuclearization. Yes, uh, in a way, uh, I can understand current South Korea's position that uh, uh, we show more uh, positive attitude or, or more uh, leeward, give more leeward to North Korea. I can uh, understand Moon Jae-in's position, but uh, uh, at this point, I think we need to take more principled, reciprocal approach to North Korea. So in this context, if North Korea uh, will not take any concrete step. We have to show more our muscle toward North Korea. Yeah. Professor, very interesting. Thank you so much for stopping by today and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you very much. That's all the time we have for today. For the West Block, I'm Mercedes Stevenson. <music>